0: Hi, lovely people. Welcome to another segment of the Live Well and Whole with Clancy. Live Well and Whole with Clancy is a segment that attempts to help us to effectively manage our mental health. Today, we shall discuss a topic that is almost like a taboo, yet it is a social concern. So we shall attempt to discuss it and see how um, Clancy shall give us some tips on how to handle this particular issue but let me remind you that clancy is the director of the World well foundation in the usa and um at the end of of this segment we shall direct you to the social links where you can get in touch with World well to join them in their programs that's help you to effectively manage your mental health so today we shall talk about suicidal thoughts Um, Globally, it's estimated that about 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. And suicide is the second leading cause of death among under 30 years old globally. So now let's see why Clancy and I deem it fit to discuss this topic. Though it's almost like a taboo yet, it is a social concern and we need to help people. Do you know that suicide is now a major health concern for many countries globally? It's estimated that 71,000 adolescents die due to suicide and up to 40 times as many adolescents attempt suicide, ranking suicide as the third major cause of death. Among adolescents, and this is a WHO 2011 2014 report. And according to WHO data published in 2018, suicide death rate reached 874 of total death in Finland. The same report also said that um according to that same report is also said that in France in the year 2018, we reported about 11,455 of total that were attributed to suicide. And in Greece, the same year, 557 of total that was attributed to suicide. So it is a major concern. Here in Ghana as well, according to this report, trends of online news media that was reported in the period of 1997 to 2018. It says that in the year 2017 witnessed the highest report of suicide of 30% cases that were attributed to marital or relationships. And then we also have it that um, Globally, it's estimated that about 8,000 people die due to suicide every year. And suicide has now become the second leading cause of death among age under 30. And this is from the trends of online news media reports. So we can see that it's it's become a social concern, but it's less talked about because of the stigma that's associated with and so today we shall attempt to discuss it with Clancy. Many people experience thoughts of suicide at some point in their lives but having such thoughts doesn't mean that you are weak or you are crazy. It only means that maybe you are probably experiencing more pain or sadness that you can cope with right now. And maybe your sadness has overwhelmed you. But you need to seek help. When you do that, you shall overcome such feeling. The world needs you, so don't commit suicide. Your family needs you. Sometimes you may feel that committing suicide may help your family. Or you have disappointed your family, and that will be the cause. But when you commit suicide, you disappoint your family deeply. And you leave them rejected you leave them asking so many questions what they did wrong they need to enjoy you so please stay alive don't commit suicide and if you have such thoughts just seek right help Clancy will give us the right pointers when we have such thoughts the world needs you i need you people need you so please stay alive so I shall hand over to Clancy. Hello, Clancy.
1: Hi, Princess. Thank you so much for having me today and always. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here on your show. And thank you for all the listeners out there who continue to support the program. And yeah, let's get into it. So today's topic is a big one. Um, We're talking about uh, self-harm. And so I think up front, I just want to put a trigger warning out there that, you know, we're going to be talking about suicide and self-harm. And I'm going to try to avoid mentioning specific methods of self-harm, but uh, just in the possibility that during, you know, the conversation, uh, s- specific things do come up uh, and just that that that's the topic for today. And I just want to put that out there for all the listeners. So my thought is because um, it's such an important topic uh, and is something that often gets not overlooked, but not talked about because of stigma in many societies and cultures. And I know we have an international audience, so. I wanna keep it sort of broad in general uh, and, and just touch on a few things. Some identified best practices um, from sort of the international mental health perspective and some more specific best practices and protocols that we really stand by uh, at LiveWell Foundation for our groups and our participants. Um, and then some, some takeaways so that for our listeners who may be curious, there's, there'll be some action steps that you can take home um, and add to your mental health self-care toolkit. So I know Princess proposed this topic um, after there was an incident uh, with uh, a teen who took her life um, in Ghana. And you know the reasoning, so it was interpreted, the reasoning was because of bad grades, uh, which is a really terrible incident. And I really feel for her and that family and everyone involved, um, you know, and just touching on that, it's just, it's it's it, it breaks my heart to hear that something, which it is important, grades are important, but they're not that important, and just to hear that, you know, that's the thing, it just really sort of breaks my heart that that's what society's come to, and that's the type of pressure teens are feeling, and so, again, trying to focus on on some of the positives is hopefully we'll have, have um, some tools that listeners can go home with and, 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 and use so that they're not feeling that pressure or that they can recognize when they are and, and take some action uh, before they get to a point where they're um, beginning to consider self-harm. Um, so a lot of it today will be about creating an action plan and you know how to get better at noticing your own triggers and what to do uh, when you do notice triggers. So Let's get into it. So I I guess upfront, um, you know, I think it's very important to reduce the stigma around, you know, not only mental health, depression, anxiety, but also around the idea of suicide. So, you know, off the bat, I just want to normalize the idea that that like passing thoughts of self harm can be a part of depression. It doesn't mean they're always going to be a part. Um, and by no means am I trying to undercut their significance, but, I just want to get the point across that if you're depressed, uh, thoughts of self-harm um, can happen, right? And it's not something to, to bury and, or not talk about. And that it's something to, to realize as a possibility and then figure out what to do when they do happen. Um, so whenever there's thoughts of, you know, specific methods of self-harm, it's an immediate sign that... Uh, you as an individual need to seek professional help and so that looks different for a lot of different people and I realize uh, resources are different depending where you live but it, it doesn't it's it's not if you have a friend that can be there for you in that instance and you think is prepared to handle that then you have a really good friend and you know if you're listening and you are that friend I think also take note that really it's a time for professional help so whether that's a counselor or using um, the national and international uh, suicide sort of hotlines is a great resource because a lot of people's close friends and family aren't trained to deal with with someone who's in that state and these hotlines are super useful and are open to people um, They vary from country to country, uh, and I know, but I know that 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK is open 24-7. It's based in America, but I do think they speak several languages, um, and so that's a great resource, Um, especially for teens. Uh, Teens don't always feel like they can go to parents or counselors with those thoughts because they think they might be punished or they think, you know, they're afraid of how um, adults will react, that they'll either put them in a hospital or they'll yell at them or they won't understand. And so these hotlines are a great resource. And they came up in a Live Well Teens group a couple weeks ago. Um, People were, were uncertain. They're like, well, when do I know it's okay to reach out to a hotline? And the answer is if you're thinking about reaching out, you sh- that's a good sign that, it, that you should reach out. Um, the hotline's not gonna say, oh, you're not in crisis enough. And I think that's what a lot of people are feeling like, oh, I wasn't in enough of a crisis to reach out. And that's not the case. Um, these hotlines, again, the people there are trained, they're very helpful and, and they'll just, they'll help you sort of assess the situation and make sure you're safe. And that's what's most important. Um, and another one, there's a text hotline, which is 741741. Um, so you can text that hotline if you don't want to talk. But again, so if, if if you're having thoughts of self-harm, that's a sign that help is needed. And if you're unsure how to identify, oh, is it enough of a crisis? Or like, you know, what's a crisis to me? Again, that's, that's a really good indicator. I'm having thoughts of self-harm. I'm thinking of calling the hotline, call the hotline, right? So I think that's really important. So that's a that's a good thing for everyone to take home Um, depending on what country you're in you know do a little google work up front and have some other numbers that you can call uh, for for perhaps your own in your own country and so then working sort of backwards from there so that's like crisis uh, it's good to just be to, to grow your self-awareness and it's something we do in Luvo well groups is we help identify triggers so we start with really mellow triggers oh this thing annoys me bothers me slightly you know whatever too much too much homework or um oh a, a dish full of dirty a sink full of dirty dishes right and then we move up oh here's a trigger that does a little bit more than annoy me it actually causes you know consistent stress school um school work work, work, whatever it is, uh, and and just, and and notice, and then, you know, the next level is like, all right, this this trigger makes me depressed or makes me really anxious. Um, Again, each person's going to have several, if not many triggers, but identifying them for you are important, and then identify some action steps there. All right, if I'm feeling sort of down, here's a friend I can call, you know, they're not a trained professional, but I can talk to them, or here's an activity I can do and writing them down super important because as you get more and more depressed or more and more stressed, you're not thinking as clearly as you are when you're feeling good. And so having a document, whether it's physical on paper, um, on your computer, saved on your phone, um, thumbtacked to your wall, wherever, having something you can refer to that gives you direct, actionable steps is really important. Um, And so you can also Google action plans and crisis plans online. And get some good templates but really the idea is you have your your triggers identified um how they make you feel right starting with very simple things like you know a little bit annoyed bothered stressed and then moving into depression and then etc. and have actionable steps so if you're just a little bothered you know you can go for a walk if you're more bothered again yeah call a friend or talk to your counselor things like that and then if you're most bothered or are you know in crisis that's when You want to have the hotline numbers at the ready saved in your phone memorized written down etc or you know those really good um, friends or professionals that you might have in your life so those could be counselors Um, again those could be friends and parents if you have that relationship if you don't i'm going to keep saying it but using the hotline using 1-800-273-talk or uh, the text line 741741 or Googling other ones or, you know, searching other ones in your country uh, or that that, uh, have the professionals that speak whatever language you speak is really important. Um, And again, that's what you call an action plan or a crisis plan. And so I think that's that's super important. Um, Other things I think that's important to cover is you know, crisis looks different for everyone, and that's, and that's why we say just if, if you're thinking of any type of specific self-harm, that's a sign. Or if you're thinking of calling the hotline number, that's a sign, right? So we don't want to get into a realm where we're comparing crises, where we're saying, Oh, I don't think, I think I'm okay because, you know, this person, their crises, their crisis looked like this or looked like that, and I'm not there yet. And, you know, I'm not in crisis enough, right? We, we don't want to, we want to eliminate those thoughts. We want to take our safety into our own hands. We want to empower ourselves and say, I'm feeling this way because of this trigger. I need to do this, this, and this. Um, and again, the, the text line and the crisis line, there's no risk. Um, they're not going to be mad at you if you call, call them up and say, you know, talk for two minutes and say, you know what, I actually feel a lot better just talking to you for two minutes. Um, they're not gonna, you're not gonna get hit with a charge or a fee or anything like that. Um, I do recognize that there's situations, especially for teens, where perhaps um, because of family relations, it's more difficult to reach out, um, whether because. Maybe your parents control your phone bill and will question a a call of that nature, things like that. Um, But again, I think there are a lot of workarounds uh, using WhatsApp, using different messaging services, using end-to-end encryption, things like that. And again, just research what's available and out there for you, but taking advantage of those uh, hotlines and things of that nature is very important. So, Again, I guess, just to reiterate, uh, you know, identifying your triggers, starting with very mellow ones and, and going upwards to triggers that really tip you off, emotional balance is incredibly important. And it's a great way to empower, empower yourself to take control um, of your own mental health. And then knowing those triggers and identifying an action plan and a crisis plan and who uh, you can reach out to and when is super important. Because again, if you're in a, in a depressive episode or in a really low mood, you might not be thinking super clearly. And so, you know, taking the guesswork out of it and just saying, all right, I need to call this hotline or I need to call this friend is, is really important. Um, and again, these are things that are important to do when you're not in crisis uh, so that if you're in a, ever in a scenario where you do not feel safe, that you'll have these resources available to you. So I think that's, that's it. That's all for this segment. Um, again, I appreciate being on the show. I wish everyone the best who's listening and please feel free to reach out with any questions, clancy at livewell-foundation.org. Um, or if you're a teen or an adult, uh, any any age above 14 we have team groups for 14 to 18 year olds and then for adults 18 and above um, check out our website livewell-foundation.org for free peer support groups Uh, right now all those are facilitated and hosted in english Uh, however they're super useful and they're online Um, so there's a variety of times that you can zoom in from anywhere Um, not if you're they're not for if you're in crisis but they are great tools where you you know learn more things like we're talking about today with action plans and crisis plans and just how to empower yourself and support the peers around you to live well all right thank you so much princess and thank you to all the listeners out there we'll see everyone back on here soon have a great week
0: Thank you so much Klazi for your time and your valuable advice. I know it has helped somebody. Well listeners, thank you so much for your time and we look forward to have you in a virtual space once again next time. But before I leave, let me share this joke with you. Well, a friend walked on the street and bumped into another friend, an old friend from school. They were so happy they had to chit chat, but time was not on their side. So one invited the other for dinner the next day the other one under the invitation when he got there the other friend and his wife were perfect hosts they fed him properly they they made him happy but most importantly he enjoyed the atmosphere of where husband and wife were fond of each other calling each other pet names saying hello honey boo boo and all that another friend enjoyed that company so after dinner when the host walked him off to the gate he said my friend thank you very much for the wonderful dinner most importantly I love what I saw between you and your wife my wife and I cannot stand each other after so many years of marriage I cannot just stand that woman she's horrible but see after 25 years of, of marriage I can tell your wife is a good wife see how you call her pet names see how you lavish so much love on her and all that well she's a good wife not my wife and so his friend laughed and he said, okay, my friend, what's the secret? Tell me so that when I get back home, I can also get a wonderful house. Maybe just use your your, your, your what you use your, your tips on how to get your home vibing, you know. So his friend smiled as the host and said, my wonderful friend. Well, I don't think my wife is different from your wife. The truth is that I forgot my wife's name 25 years ago. And you can't let her know that you've forgotten her name, right? Then the only thing is just to use a pet name and let her feel, let her believe she's in love or you are in love with her. And his friend smiled and said, Oh, my friend, I guess we are in the same boat then. I forgot my wife's name so many years ago. But just I didn't know the trick. So he laughed and then bolted. Well, this is an interesting joke. I don't know, but I hope I've been to lighten the mood. And just to let you know that anytime you have suicidal thoughts, It's not over yet. Please seek help. Clancy has given us the pointers. Or you can also get in touch with Live Well Foundation. Clancy is there. He's equipped for that with his team. And they shall help you. Do not commit suicide. Your family needs you. The world needs you. You may think that maybe by committing suicide, it's it's the best. And that you can't afford to disappoint your family. But... If you commit suicide, you disappoint your family deeply and you leave them asking so many questions and frustrated. So please don't. Seek help. Whatever problem you are going through, there is a solution. You just need to talk to the right person and you will find that solution. Thank you very much for joining us in our virtual space. We hope to have you once again in our virtual space very soon. So then, thank you very much from Clancy and I. Bye for now.